This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United, and you are listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Oh, hello, Max's forehead. <laughs> hello, <everyone. laughs> All right, how are you doing? Now, hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Oh, everyone's in. Hello. Yeah, everyone hears each other, I think. Yeah, I can hear everyone. Yep. Yeah, happy days, happy days. Well, I know normally I reserve this for the news, but, uh, you know, it seems a bit cheap because we keep mentioning it, but... Uh, Jared Bramthwaite has once again made headlines because uh, he was mentioned and praised very recently by Jamie Redknapp and therefore that throws up the debate once again whether or not praise from, no sorry, Jamie Carragher, whether or not praise from Jamie Carragher adds value to a play (laughs) (laughs) or not as we go around once again and speculate what we think Jared Bramthwaite's price tag is after the weekend. Will? Yeah. Um, I think I said eighty last time, so I'm I'm gonna stick with eighty. It was a high, it was a high one last time, so I'm not gonna go any higher than that. Yeah, Jimmy Carragher's <laughs> comments don't add any value to a player. I think I, th- I think I might have already overshot it last week, so <laughs> <laughs> trying to make up, trying to yeah. make up for it. Liam, like sixty, sixty-five, something like that. Yeah, uh, but only only about twenty <laughs> if Everton go down. So uh, I don't think it'll go that low. I really don't. Max, what do you think? Yeah, probably about 70-ish. Um, I do agree with Liam, though. I do kind of want them to stay up just so we can get a better deal out of it. Yeah, if everything cash. go down, that people will know that they're desperate to sell, probably. So, yeah. Probably won't get as good a deal. Well, you know, what is a good deal, lads, is all of us, uh, <laughs> we're back together here uh, for the Blue Army podcast. So, of course, I'll kick things off properly. Oh, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 147. And as I've just mentioned, I'm absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. I'm talking about Max Wills and Liam. Welcome back, lads. Thank you very much. For coming back, how are we doing? We feel it. We feeling, you know. Uh, I don't know how we feeling this week. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, sensitive. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we've we've had a few bumpy rides. It's been recently. pretty dreadful, let's be honest. <laughs> it's probably been the worst period I can remember, but that's probably just because it's happening now and yeah. and the feelings are fresh. And here's the thing for like we'll get to discussing this later, but for like part of that game, you know, we actually played all right. And then you know, Cambridge weren't exactly brilliant. So to then get beaten 4 0 the end of that. It's a weird feeling because off the pitch it's like the best time ever. And then but on it it's like we're just awful, but yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yeah, I mean you know morale will be low, so well, it's kind of it passes from the players to the fans, doesn't it? And sometimes the other way around. Well, that's why we have a tradition around here on the Blue Army podcast to pick up morale right at the start of the show. And that can mean it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is the episode. I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Right, here we go. This one's been donated by Will, this one. Here we go. I mean, I can't take all the credit for it. I just found it. I mean, I hope <laughs> I'm <right. laughs> uh, Did you hear about... Uh, uh, sorry. Did you hear that this week, the guy who owns IKEA was elected the new Prime Minister of Sweden? Well, his next task is that he has to assemble the cabinet. Nice. I like that one. <laughs> Pretty harmless. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty harmless, pretty harmless. And we'll move swiftly on uh, to a part of the show where we all get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? In the league, one roundup with Wills and Liam. Take it away, boys. Have you looked at anything particular, Liam? Nothing in particular. I've just got results. It's been a pretty drab week in League One, hasn't it? There hasn't been much. Yeah. Unless you've got something groundbreaking that I've missed. Um, well, just in terms of the fact that Portsmouth have now won four in a row and, you know, look to be really surging ahead for, you know, automatic promotion, while Peterborough have now lost four in a, four in a row and they've not won in five. Um, so, you know, they were, one, they were one of the teams that were right up there, but they've kind of dropped back a bit in there in the title race. Um, the other thing that I picked up, and I don't know if you saw this, Liam, is um, a Derby County have signed Dwight Gale on a oh, free yeah, transfer. That, actually, yeah. The one that we kind of jokingly said we should get. We're like not expecting that he would ever drop to this level, and now he yeah. has. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's never going... come to us, but yeah, still. Yeah, he's, he's dropped down to this level with an expectation of winning promotion this season. Yeah. So is it a six month deal or is it longer? Um good question. Signed, it's six month deal. Not fair. Yeah. It's thirty four now. Flash and grab. <laughs> it's thirty four, bloody hell. Yeah. Um but you know, it's one of them players that you sometimes see come down to a lower level and do exceptionally well. Yeah, it was one of them ones that's like too good for the championship, not good enough for the Premier yeah. League, like in the pinnacle of his career. 
Yeah, I mean, you think when we got like uh, Michael Bridges or Ian Hart, you know, those were both kind of dropping down to a level below where they'd played before, but, you know, done really well and got back up to the championship. Yeah. Anything so, else? No, nope, that's it. That's it. Um, that's... Yeah. Steve Evans has signed a new contract at Stevenage. So, yeah, more Steve fresh Evans. off the defeat of uh, <laughs> fresh off their recent defeat, they're out of the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So, you know, mm. we we might not have to put up with the uh, the, the the distraught of them going up, which I don't think I could handle. I don't think I could handle Steve Evans getting back to back promotions. <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to have to put up with him for a while longer. Yeah. Anyways. So there you go. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a very short, <laughs> a very short week this week. But that's uh, all we got. That, that's all yeah, we got. That's, 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 that's sometimes you have a quiet week. I know what it's like. I do a new segment myself. Uh, but at least we all got to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there in the league? One roundup with Liam and Wills. Now, lads, you can feel the anticipation building because we all love to hear the beautiful and amazing and mystical ideas that people <laughs> come up with in Max's crazy brain as we go on to the part of the show where, uh, you know, I, I, I have to start off by apologising because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Get in. <laughs> Thank you very much. So this week's um idea, well, it's a few ideas to be fair. Um, comes from Flags for United on Instagram. It's quite a long one, so I'll so I'll read it all out and then we can see what we think about it. So it says, buy all the houses from the club shop to the traffic lights, flatten them. I'm guessing this is on Warwick Road, yeah. Flatten them and the Warwick. Rebuild it with a fan zone outside where the houses are. New club shop with a ticket office inside. Warwick needs to be a taller terrace with better acoustics. Um, Neil sent a knockdown and the waterworks turned into a functioning away end with the away fan zone behind. Might cost more than a million. So if we would sort of dissect... Nathan wouldn't be happy. Nathan would not be happy at all. Yeah, it's definitely so, more than a million buying like 12 houses. In the it is, yeah. Yeah. That's something that we haven't talked about before, yeah. though, I don't think, by, like buying more of the houses. Yeah, I don't think we... I, I don't think we particularly need the space to expand. I mean, I know there isn't any space behind the Warwick Road end, but... There's plenty of space elsewhere that we can yeah. use. Yeah, that, that, like, I feel like that would only happen if we went to like the Premier League or something. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, if we're especially if we're kind of building a new training complex, there'll be certain club functions that maybe get shifted out to that complex. Yeah. So, like, yeah. The, you know, the, there'll be more space. Well, you know, there'll be the training pitches for the start. Yeah, I mean. The new club shop thing is pretty. Do you think they could maybe have like a, a club shop in the training like facility somewhere? Maybe if it's supposed to be like as central as they want it to be, because they said they want it to be like community kind of based. Yeah, so if they want it yeah. to be. Like, but it's not going to be that central because it's, yeah, it's going to be kind of space. Yeah, yeah, it'll kind of make it no more useful than the one on Warwick Road. Maybe is if you put it out like yeah. You know. 
I mean, I, I imagine it'll maybe be something like near one of the motorway junctions. So, because yeah. it'll be kind yeah. of you know encourage you know to encourage players to come as well, if the if the training complex is right by the motorway, because that's where they spend most of their time. Yeah. Um, Warwick needs to be taller with better acoustics. It has been mentioned before the acoustics in the Warwick, and I do think it needs to be addressed because I went in the Pioneer for the first time at the Cambridge game, and granted, it wasn't a big attendance. But you could not barely hear the Warwick. Like, even though when you're in the Warwick, it sounds really loud normally. But um, I don't know what can be. There must be a way of sort of, you know, because I mean, it seems like the noise gets trapped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, is it is it possible it could be re-roofed, but re-roofed in a manner that, you know, kind of preserves the history yeah. and the shape of it. Because that's the, like, it, it's iconic, isn't it? Them kind of free yeah. spikes. I don't, and you know, be blue as, as again. Much, yeah, they should be blue again. And but I'm not against the idea of of replacing them if it improves, because it'll probably have to be done at some point. Because I mean, it like yeah. it 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 leaks all the time. Yeah, it is old. So it needs yeah, it needs a lot of maintenance. But um, you know, it'd be good if we could have something that helped create more of an atmosphere. You know, yeah. by the shape of it, but but was still. It kept the Warwick Road in the same shape as it always had been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last point on there was to do with the fan zone and where the Neil Centre currently is. Um, I don't know if there is any plans. I don't think it's been mentioned before by the Pytax, but it'd be good to kind of, I mean, they're in the Pioneer anyway, so the hospitality, I'm guessing, would be all right as it is, but. I'm not sure because I haven't been in the away end. <laughs> yeah. If the club's doing a lot of community-based stuff as well at the ground, it would maybe be handy to still have, you know, like yeah. an indoor football pitch because they could potentially get a lot of use out of that in that way. Yeah, I don't know how much it gets used at the minute, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, it's not like a full-size football pitch or anything either. It's not like the, yeah. the best sort of like facility anyway. So it's, Yeah. Uh, They'd look to replace it pretty much straight away. They don't, yeah, I think if you put, if enough, you played it's there, not enough for them say... to keep them on it during the winter, and they keep go, going to like Gretna and places like that that have all the all, all weather pitches. So there's obviously more space there that's more valuable, and they're not just staying yeah. at the Neil Centre. So if they're not if they're not using the Neil Centre, they may as well just sack it off, like because any you can you can use any kind of space, can't you, for a community? Yeah, like the Neil Centre's no nowhere near big enough for the first team, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that concludes the the million pound idea. There's a few decent points in there. Um, I've got a few because I posted, um, put a post out about it, and got a few decent responses. But as every week, I'll um, you know, I'll restrict you all to one, um, <laughs> just to put just to prolong the, you know, lifespan if you like. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You know, uh, it's uh, I, I always have to apologise, you know, because it's the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. That was Max's million pound idea. Way <laughs> we all love that one. We everyone loves that one. 
Uh, we'll move on to the news, and sometimes it's glum and sometimes it's happy. We'll kick things off uh, with a bit of glum news, though. It's uh, Paul Simpson standing up for himself in the press this week, coming out and saying that he is no quitter, basically saying that you know he's, he's definitely not going to give up on his job at Carlisle United. It's not going to be a case of him ever stepping down and resigning. Will you've known Paul yeah. Simpson since the first reign, since the first go around? Do you think this is typical of his character? Do you think maybe he's digging his heels in a little bit here? Yeah, I mean, it's his stubbornness that's helped him save it. Well, save us from relegation once and almost save us from relegation after we were, you know, taken over partway through the season. So, you know, these are qualities that he has. Um, hopefully, there'll be qualities that, you know, that do the whole team good now when we, you know, when we need to fight and be a bit more stubborn. That's, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Well, that's it. Yeah, but there's come under a lot of criticism this week, unfortunately, Paul Simpson, and it has been building a little bit. And it was, it was seen at the Cambridge after uh, at the Cambridge match after the game. Uh, there was a player that refused uh, to warm down, and there's been suggestions that potentially Paul Simpson is starting to lose publicly now uh, the changing room at Brunton Park. It's not something that we've necessarily seen when Paul Simpson has been in charge at Carlisle United. Uh, Max Liam, is this a little bit alarming uh, to you? You guys or um, you know is this this all part and parcel of football uh, uh, I, I don't really know to be honest <laughs> Max thoughts <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, I don't have an opinion on it to be honest I, I'm honestly a bit yeah. lost I feel like it's hard it's hard for, as fans to kind of know that for sure um, it, it is, is the worry obviously because once the manager loses the dressing room it's it's very difficult, difficult to come back from that obviously um I think some of that stuff can just be like, you know, low morale. And the reason for that isn't because the manager's lost the dressing room, but just because the team aren't playing well. Yeah, it's pot- so potentially. Kind of I hope other it's reasons that. for kind of players seeming disinterested, maybe at times, or not seeming to all be pulling in the same direction. Yeah, some players, though, that are out on loan and doing quite well include Matt Kilsby, who got his first start for Queen's pa- uh, Queens of the South. They said Queen's Park Rangers there. That would be good, <laughs> yeah. it? Loan and players to QPR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, made his first start uh, for the Queen of the South. Um, and uh, unfortunately, his side could only manage a draw. Kai Newton uh, played a very important part in Annan's free very important three points as they fight to try and stay up and starve off uh, relegation. And Sam Hetherington and Aaron Fitzpatrick both started for Workington, who unfortunately could only get a draw this past weekend. Uh, you know, youth players are plenty out there on loan and uh, they're all getting their opportunities and doing very well. Um, lads, somebody who's not going to get an opportunity uh, for a couple more weeks at least is Georgie Kelly. He's been ruled out until April now, unfortunately. It's a very frustrating sign uh, for Carlisle United as obviously we were, we, we were all kind of like excited to see uh, Georgie Kelly. But at this point, you know, when you say in April, the season ends and the, at the end of April, um, you can pretty much effectively say Georgie Kelly's impact on this season is officially over. Uh, you'd have to say, Liam, wouldn't you? It's over before it's began, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think he's more of a player for next season now. Um and I think it just highlights another issue that people have kind of realised in the recruitment side of things. Like, we've brought in a player 
to try and keep us up in League One. Who's not going to play this season because of injury, you know? And, and I do think he's a good player. I do think it's a good signing, but you know, is is has has he been signed for when we go down? I I, I don't know. I think, it, but it is disappointing to 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 see it happen because he was one that I kind of pinned our hopes on, and and seeing him being ruled out until night night on it, the end of the season. I think that that was like the final nail in the coffin for me, kind of thing. Seeing him not going to be available, I was like, nothing's going our way. Now this, I think that might be us down. That's like the the last, not to sound too downtrodden, but that was like the last flicker of hope that Georgia Kelly would turn into the next, like the yeah. League One Ronaldo yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but, but but now oh, we're not nice. even going to see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does feel it does feel pretty unlucky, uh, but at the same time. Maybe it's kind of, you know, the desperation of the situation that we're in, that we're taking more risks with signing players, thinking of Georgie Kelly. We think he looks really good. He might be injured, you know, for the you know, the rest of the season. But you know, we're in that, you know, we're in that situation where if we've got the money and we think it's a good signing anyway, even if we do go down, that you kind of got to take that risk. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Max, when you've got somebody who might not be able to get back into the squad until April, would you say just just rule it out and get ready and get fit and uh, come back for pre-season, uh, ready and raring to go in potentially what is going to be League Two? You know, would you just sort of wrap a player up at this point? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, you know, even, even if we are down by the time he comes back, you want him to sort of play a few games if he can, just to, you know, get some um, match experience with his new teammates, stuff like that. Um, and then we can obviously have a look at him as well, um, which I'm looking forward to. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think he'll definitely be in contention when he is fit. You don't. You don't, you don't think it'd be much fun just uh, watching him for the first time bang seven in against Kendalltown? <laughs> no, he didn't come in to score against Kendall, did he? So <laughs> no, but it'd be a fun way to introduce <laughs> yourself, wouldn't it? <laughs> Imagine the highlight reel in your first friendly. Um, no, anyway, lads, um, that's the end of the news. And before we dive into everybody's second favourite game, uh, we're just going to have a few words from a couple of our sponsors. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champ Champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
All right, fellas, it's time to play everybody's second favourite game. It's time to play True Blue or Not A Blue. That's right, gentlemen, and I'm teasing you because I'm getting closer and closer to the year, um, you know, that you were all, well, 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 became Carlisle United fans, basically, more recently to the current year. I'm getting closer and closer to the current year as I tickle you with a bit of 1997 uh, this time around but you know as as always i've tried to make it a little bit difficult so we'll see if you can discover the red herons along the way uh, so off we go gentlemen as we play <laughs> true blue oh not a blue here we go here we go so we got a uh, peter leacock i think that's true mm. i feel I'll like it will i feel like yeah I'll go even though will. i didn't know the squad from watching them well in 97 I had championship manager and managed Carlisle on it. And but crucially, you were born. No, which no, is... hang on. Hang on. It's not, it's, not, it's not Peter Leacock. It's Lee Peacock. Oh. Oh. He's trying to trick us. Yeah. That's quite a clever one as well. So it's so you're, not saying, blue. you're saying Peter <laughs> Leacock isn't a true blue. Yeah. Will you be correct, sir? Well done, lad. Peter <laughs> Leacock is not a true blue. Congratulations. <laughs> The next one is Lee Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he scored against us in one of the, um, was it for Bristol City or, you know, one of the um, thing finals, the LDV Vans finals. That we oh, lost, we, I'm sure Bristol he scored Rovers against we played. us. Yeah, I'm sure he scored against us in one of them. But I still think he is a true blue. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly is a true blue there. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be correct, lads. Well done. Uh, two for two. You're perfect so far. And we'll move on to the next one, which is Alan Smart. Yeah, he's true. Yeah, true blue. <laughs> oh, very keen on that one. Everyone's pretty confident. Liam's not snappy on it though. But we're, we're going to lock clue. in. No. We're going to lock in. I know. We, this is just this is just my Chapman squad. And you got it, lads. Well done, uh, Chapman. Will's encyclopedic <laughs> chat man knowledge helping out on this one. How about so from Alan Smart to Alan Thick? No. Alan Thick. <laughs> <laughs> I really want him to be real, but yeah. <laughs> so we're saying not a blue for Alan Thick. And you'd be correct, lads. Alan Thick was not a true blue. Alan Smart was a true blue, but Alan Thick was never ever a true blue. And gentlemen, we're gonna go with the last one. You're potentially here with a clean sweep, as I tell you the name. Of Peter Shirtliff. That doesn't sound like a name. But... I, think he, I think he is a footballer. I don't think he's a Carlisle footballer. And I think that's what this one is. Peter I can't remember Shirtliff. his name. I can't remember him playing for me. Is, this is such a big one. <laughs> so we've never got 100% before. Yeah. Well, I'll... I'll... surely you would have remembered that name in your, in your squad. Yeah. I think is yeah, and I think I think he is a footballer. That's what's worrying me. I wish you hadn't said that. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think I had him in my squad. Okay, I'll, I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he signed partway through the season, and don't wasn't in and, and wasn't in the champ man squad. <laughs> There's no updates back then. I don't. I, 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 no, I don't think he is. I'm gonna not, look, not yeah, a blue. Not a blue. Saying not a blue. <laughs> Peter Shirtliff. 
was a true blue oh, MFA. Oh, no. It must have been that part way through the season thing. <laughs> Four for five, unfortunately. Uh, so close to an absolute perfect score. Uh, but a, a team that was nowhere near a perfect score on the weekend was Carlisle United as we dive into the match report. That's right, gentlemen. As I always do, I'll read off the Carlisle United starting lineup for their game against Cambridge. Uh, had in goal, Lewis, and then we had Ellis, Lavelle, Barkley, Armour, Vela, Neil, Mellish, Gibson, Armstrong, and Diamond. It's being reported that they were playing a fluctuating uh, sort of like 4-5-1 into a 4-3-3. Um, gentlemen, I wasn't there. Does anyone want to weigh in on what they felt like the formation was? I feel like fluctuating is just nobody knew where they were meant to be. That's right. just, that's just a, a nice way of saying that everyone was all over the spot. Like I don't, I've no idea where Mellish was meant to be played, and I don't think he knew Mellish either. Was in midfield, he was. It was yeah. when he wanted when, at times. <laughs> I think that's where whenever we were kicking off from conceding, which happened yeah. a lot, that's where he was. But um, you know, he was just he was all over the spot, which usually usually is a good thing. But he just looked a bit. Yeah, I mean, it was made to me. Yeah, I mean, he was maybe being told to try and do his Mellish thing. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, in the in the first half, you know, Carl United just sort of like limped over the line, only the one goal down. Uh, it came early on, it came in the 14th minute, and, uh, you know, you could blame potentially the defence for being a bit slow, closing down the chance, but there was some clever build-up play. There was a clever little back heel um, in the build-up, Um and then it took until the 69th minute where, uh, you know, you can label a little bit of criticism on the goal. And the main criticism in that goal goes to Harry Lewis. And, uh, you know, last week he came under a little bit of fire as well uh, when he couldn't quite get down uh, to either side uh, to be able to, to stop uh, the onslaught once again last week that we uh, suffered. Lads, Harry Lewis is starting to become under fire and uh, at Brunton Park it can get a bit chilly and cold by the waterworks end <laughs> and uh, we all know somebody that can deal with the Brunton Park breeze that's right <laughs> his name is Gabriel Breeze uh, I mean it might, it might be a bit harsh it might be a bit harsh it might be a bit soon this is the first sort of like real clear cut mistake I would say that Harry Lewis has made in a Carlisle shirt that has led to us suffering a goal um, but I mean how many more opportunities are you going to give Harry Lewis when effectively, if we lose one or two more games, we're going down anyway? And wouldn't you rather maybe just potentially see what a gay breeze could give Carlisle United when there's nothing really for anyone to lose? Um, what do you think of that one, Max? Um, I just I don't like the changing goalkeepers all the time. Um, We've done it I so think... much already, though. Do you know what I mean? It's just... I know, I know. We, we are. But... Stop. I think you've got to. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to have like set rules. Well, not rules, but you know, you've got to have like I will change goalkeepers if you make a number of mistakes, but. I'd say um, apply Bruce, the same rule like, to everyone. He's you... got his contract. He's got his contract um, sort of like thing going backwards and forwards or whatever. What's going on with contract? He wants a better contract. I'd turn around to Gabriel Breeze and I'd tell him, "You go out there and show me how good you are, and I'll pay you if you're that good." And then if he crumbles, you know, you can offer him eight hundred pounds a week. But if he doesn't, he's earning two grand a week and he's earned it. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah, he's yeah. he's it's really got point. something to play for. It's a good point there. But you can flip but you, that and say, you know. Why would you play him if he's not 
going to be here. Like, if, if the contract yeah. thing doesn't get, you know, sorted out, then you're just giving game time to a young keeper who's not going to be here. If he wants to play for Carlisle as much as he says he wants to play for Carlisle, and if a League One standard goalkeeper, if he can live up to the average standard of a League One standard, get a couple of clean sheets, and if he can live up to that standard, whatever the average wage of a League One goalkeeper is, he, he would have potentially have earned yeah. it by that point if he can do it consistently. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't I, think I, we're going to get any clean sheets. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bit, that yeah. is a big ask. That's and a huge I, ask, but, you know. I'm still, yeah, and I'm, I'm still kind of like not sure that it would be right at the moment to drop Lewis. Um, as you say, is we've dropped goalkeepers earlier this season and we have chopped and changed a bit. Um, We've dropped them for making mistakes, but I think they've usually got, you know, um, Anderson and Holy. I think it was maybe a couple of mistakes before before, before they would drop. Yeah. So it would seem it would be, it would seem a bit unfair to drop Lewis already. And also, and you know, even though it shouldn't be a consideration how much you've paid for a player, oh, we've got to pay him because we paid a lot of money for him. It it would make us look incredibly foolish. If we dropped him now, yeah, and we've got him for another like what? Potentially make us, yeah, potentially make us look like mugs in the transfer market if we give a player that kind of deal, and then drop him after a few games and yeah, and maybe never play for us again. I mean, he is our first choice keeper, and that's what he was brought in for. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess we've got to loan him to like Hibernian or something. I don't think it'd be that high. I, I think. <laughs> I mean, there'll have been a judgment made on why he was, you know, worth what he was worth and why he was going to be the right keeper for us. And the people who made that judgment, i.e. Greg Abbott and Paul Simpson, will presumably want to trust their own judgment and say, no, I was right, he's going to keep playing. So I would be very surprised if if they did that because I'll say how, how foolish it make you look. Yeah. Yeah, well said, well said, well said. It was just an interesting proposition, though. It depends. We'll see what happens. We'll see how the situation uh, unfolds. Uh, but I just don't feel like we've got that much to lose in case uh, in case we want to give it a gamble. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how that situation unfolds. Uh, there's something else that unfolded. Carla United suffered another two goals. And uh, for the third goal, there was a lot of booze around Brunton Park. Uh, the fans really turned and it did look seriously uh like the Carlisle United back line was just all over the place and and, and was just a just bit defeated before the ball even hit yeah. the back of the net uh yeah. Liam you're shaking your head in agreement there and you've got a good vantage point from the uh from the pioneer stands uh, I mean how did you feel about the defending of the last two goals they both looked to me like you know when you're losing 1-0 in like the 93rd minute and you push all your players up uh, just trying to get an equaliser. It looked like that kind of defending where there was just no one back. But for both goals, there was like what a, a load of time left, and it was already gone. Like, would like yeah. it, it just looked amateur stuff, and it, we were all over the spot for both of them. And I think the heads had just dropped, and they'd accepted yeah. that we'd lost. I think, and I think the second goal, just a and, mess. you know, we should have believed that we could still get into it at two 0 down. I said before, like the first half. Um, we, you know, we played well up until, as is usual, up until applying the, we the finishing the touches, shot. and then yeah, and then well yeah, the, you know one bit of skill, quite easily undone us, because uh, Liam mentioned the back heel in that. So, and then two nil, 
I don't know, we should have still fought, but yeah, you could see their heads just went down and everything just got a bit silly after that. It yeah, it's probably the worst spell I've seen all season. Yeah. Personally. It was really hard viewing, really hard viewing. And uh, there's been a lot of comments made, I'm sure, in both Liam's comment section and Max's uh, inbox. Uh, so it's time for us to hear what you have to say about Carlisle United's most recent performances. Um, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Max, you can dive in first this week, uh, mate, and uh, take the brunt of it, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so I'll put a I put a like a poll, not a poll, but like a question thing out on my story, and I had about sixty odd responses. So it's quite a lot, wow. of, obviously, emotions. So I'll just read a few out here. So, um, so Richie Macker eighty six said, worried about the soft final three goals, no fight. Where are the leaders? Um, loads of people, probably about ten people, commented just the word shit. Um, <laughs> Um, Matt, uh, you know, Will, Will just said that about uh, you know, sort of like Carlisle conceding the last three goals and sort of down in tills as well. So, yeah, people, people yeah, agree. well, it was, a, it was a second goal, and probably, yeah, it was probably because the second goal was such a hang on, have we got a bit out of sync? Bring you back now, yeah, okay. So, why was I, yeah, it was probably because the second goal was like such a, a comical goal to concede that. They've kind of like that's knocked the confidence out of them. Yeah, this, I think the sec the third goal was comical as well. I mean, Sam Lavelle completely like I don't know. It was probably the worst performance I've seen him. Definitely. Um. Anyways, Josie Whitting one said we drive up from near Glastonbury and it's just not worth it. Never thought I'd say that. I've just told my other half we're not we aren't wasting any more money or our weekends until it's better. Ooh. So that's 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 a pretty rough comment. That is um, a bit a more fair when you, yeah, Glastonbury is a long way. Is yeah, a long way. <laughs> but, but there'll be people thinking the same who live, you know, a mile think, away probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we've got to keep the positivity, even if I can understand people not wanting to go and watch it. You know, watch it when it's like that, especially it's, if you're traveling from Glastonbury. But I mean, as long as we don't lose the overall optimism that we've maybe got around the club at the moment there's something like from they had like what nearly 11,000 at the, at the at the last home game obviously yeah. granted it was what was it Bolton and like you know big big support mm -hmm. no Portsmouth yeah. and the big support sorry yeah. Portsmouth and the big support um but you know this week it's gone like below 7,000 and so it's it's it just seems like there's a lot of people with that with that kind of attitude at the moment that they're not going to go back until until it does get a bit better yeah um Kai Thompson said, will come back oh sorry yeah, yeah they always come back when they start winning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Kai Thompson said Simo stays isn't anyone better to get us out, out of this situation um I'll read like three more Jacob Lorimer terrible again with us looking like a bang, bang average league two side who don't look arsed um, M. Dot Warwick eight four nine says shocking, no direction, no drive, no clue. Simo needs to go. Um, a lot of things about Simo. Um, um, yeah, I don't want to read out the Simo needs sack Simo stuff. Actually, it's a bit. Um, Liam Broach said, "Not good. We were the better team the first twenty five minutes." 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I've I've got a few, and like Max, I'm trying to skip over the kind of uh, just the spam of Simwald. But <laughs> but I've got a comment here from Gary McKay, who I'm I'm pretty sure that's the guy that did like a marathon every day for a year. That guy. Right. Um. But he says, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Come read. Come read here in the comments like here. <laughs> But he, he says, another dismal performance, absolutely pathetic performance, clearly doesn't care. We don't deserve to be in League One, and it shows the worst team in League One, easy. Which, I mean, I I think the uh, the table agrees with him there. Mr. Yorkshire, who I'm guessing is a Bradford fan, just says, Lewis, ha, ha, ha. Nice. Uh, nice advice of him there. Nice, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Weston says, don't get rid of Simo, but what's happened to Hunt and a few more players out? Fallen out with Simo, question mark. Um, yeah, what what are you boys' thoughts on that? Uh, with Huntington especially, because there seems to be a few players, um, McGeeck as well, who just don't seem to be able to get a look in, and maybe there's a sort of behind-the-scenes reason for that. Might be. I do think we are a better team with Hunt in, in the starting eleven. Um, That's just my opinion. I think he's, you know, I think he's a pretty stable centre-back and obviously got the experience. I, I'll be quite surprised if he, he'd fallen out with Simo because, I don't know, he doesn't come across as the t- kind of player to to get involved in any sort of dispute with the manager, but, you know, I don't know. I don't really know. That's just... Well, going off in my impression when i was when i was uh, when i was chefing uh, at carlisle um like paul huntington is one of the few players that have come up to you and like ask you questions and the physios and stuff have also said that he'd be like why am i doing this exercise what benefit does that have for doing this why am i doing he's very probing um kind of thing so maybe that can come across as a little bit oh, confrontational right. at times um but well, you know, we'll 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 see, we'll see, we'll see um, All right. how that develops. But That's like, surprising you know, to you. He's not, he's, he, there's a reason why he was made captain. He, he's not afraid to sort of like speak up in a room. Um, he's not necessarily the most articulate of men. Um, he he sounds like what he looks like a big, hard Cumbrian Rolls Royce of a defender. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's a he's a lovely bloke, but like like I said, he, he you know he's quite he's quite blunt and to the point when he wants to be. As for McGeoch, I'm not really sure. Not a clue. Um, yeah, because he's just yeah. disappeared, hasn't he? Like... Um, yeah, the I mean, I think he had a bad game before he disappeared, so I don't know if he's just been dropped or was he among he's been the dropped out of the squad injuries? entirely, hasn't he? Yeah. He played against Rangers. Yeah, he, he played kind of pre- um, not, for Simo... anything, so he's still there. Yeah, I was say Simo recently reeled off a list of injured players that um, I think there was at least one on there that. I didn't know was injured. Mm. But yeah, that, that that's that's about it for the comments. Um, John Johnson says, just to wrap this up, uh, I'm not sure any manager has ever kept his job with a record like this, and it's not over yet. It could get a whole lot worse. Um, so yeah, a lovely one to round <laughs> End up on a high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liam. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, hopefully we can end things on a high next week, uh, as we always do uh, towards the end of the match report. We look ahead to next week. Uh, I doubt anyone wants to give a man of the match uh, award, so I'm pretty much smoothing over uh, that part. And obviously next week's opponents are Bristol. Um, and uh, let's have a look where Bristol are in the league. Um, I mean, Liam, Bristol you covered Rovers. Bristol. How did they get on this weekend? Um, 
Bristol Rovers. Let me check. I thought you had it. I thought you said you were doing results earlier on. <laughs> no, I, I, I added up at the time. Uh, sorry. I'm like that. I delete things as I go along. I do have it. I do have it. Hold on, 12th in the me. league. I know that. They got beat by Northampton Town 4-1. Actually, Bristol Rovers are in awful form. Um, They beat Stevenage, but apart from that, they've lost to Fleetwood. They've lost to Burton. They've lost to Northampton. They've lost to Exeter. Recently, so, so they're just with glee. <laughs> you know they're just getting beat by bottom end teams. We should be well, we should be yeah, fine. That's 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 pretty promising. So uh, <laughs> what would you what would you what would you prediction be for that game then? Um, we get beat two 0 <laughs> <laughs> Will, what are you saying, mate? Five 0 Carlisle, because why the hell not? Yes, yes. that's what I, I wanted. If I say yeah. that, and I'm right. Yes, will. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, that'll be pretty epic. Like, that'll be a pretty epic weekend. Uh, Max, um, two two. I think it's gonna be we're gonna be winning two nil, and then just collapse, and it'll be two two. I just want to end the seven defeats in a row. To be honest, I'd probably take a. I just want to end the season. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I there was calls on social media and I think it was even reported on the news and star as like like not like not like a headline. It went viral in it. Yeah, at least sort of like a an article uh, that was quoting uh, like can we just like not play the last 14 games of the season? Can we just stop playing now and um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it was in that the... would really have. Yeah, I think it was in the sun that they kind of like showed the clip of the own goal and we're just like Talal should be relegated now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it, I just, it, is, it is getting comical. I did kind of briefly think, shall I have a little look and see what they're saying on the Bradford forums? Because if it's been in the news, they'll have seen. And I was oh, like, I don't yeah, want to know. No. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> know. <laughs> Fuck off, you're in they... League 2 and you're going to be there next season. At least we might not be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll be good the way to at least that'll be a silver lining. Ooh, oh god, can you imagine be, if we got relegated and got them the first day that. of the season? That'll be incredible. I'd love that. Harry Lewis making his homecoming. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that'll be fucking awesome, mate. That'll be awesome. John Gibson's still with us, of course. Scored a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but there's something else that's absolutely awesome. Is everybody's favourite game? Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Guessing the player. Yeah, let's go, boys. Guessing the player. Oh boys, right, I'm getting all nervous once again, but I don't know why I'm on a good run of form. The clue guide. Uh, I'm on a pretty good run of form, as I've already just said, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to this one. I got uh, two points in my last match, and uh, I think I got two points before that, or something like that. I don't know. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, I'm picking up points along the way. I'm trying to make my way towards the top end of the table. Somebody that's at the top end of the table, though, or at least you know very close to the top end of the table, because we don't really know what's going on. Uh, it's we Max. haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I know I was top at one point, but. I have I haven't won any points in ages, so I would say I'm probably third now. 
I doubt that. <laughs> might, be, <laughs> might be suffering that. We'll, we'll, I, I will do the research eventually. Uh, <laughs> like listen to the last like five minutes of every show consistently for a little bit, and then just tally it up. It'll be easy. I'll do it. It'll be fine. I'll do it on times five or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lads, you know it's uh, it's it's Max's hometown advantage uh, in this game. Will you're taking yeah. on the role of the clue guides, and uh, you know will it, Liam sit back and relax, mate. As uh, as as we battle yeah. it out because it's uh, Liam versus oh, Liam's got to try and guess it. Yeah, I'm, I'm messaging Will. This is what we do now. Liam will try and guess it, <laughs> and um, and um, yeah, if Liam guesses it before you, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, without further ado, it's time to play everyone's favourite game. It's time for guessing the player. Take it away, Will. Okay, so. He scored two goals against Carlisle for Northampton under former United manager Keith Curl during the 18-19 season before being released at the end of the season and picked up by Carlisle under Stephen Presley. And I've got a Stephen Presley quote because I added one of these to my last one and I quite like it now. Stephen Presley said, he plays the game with a high level of energy, which I like, and he's a dynamic and creative footballer who likes to get the team forward. He's very much an attacking midfield player who hasn't always been used in that way, but that is without doubt his position. So Stephen Presley said of this guy. Nice. Okay. okay. Um. So he scored two against us when it was when Keith Curl was manager. He Sorry. did. Yeah. When he's. Yeah. Um. He scored two against when Keith Curl was the manager of Northampton. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, right, okay. Um, do, 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 do. Liam's got it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, is it Scoogle? It is not Scoogle. Skelly? Um, is it... Because you said that thing about playing as a attacking midfielder before, and so... Um, well, that was Stephen Presley's opinion. All oh, right, okay. I don't know. I'll go with I don't know. Uh, Jamie Proctor. That is incorrect. God, I've got such a good record when I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Max, he didn't score in the league for Carlisle, but was on penalty duty in the early part of the season and scored the opening goal from the spot after a rebound in a two-two draw away to Cardiff in the FA Cup, as oh. well as two penalties in the League Cup against Barnsley and Rochdale. Overall, he made 35 appearances, continuing as a regular starter under Chris Beach before the pandemic brought the season to an early end. Oh. That was, um, It looks shorter written down. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. I think I know what his... He's, he's, I think I've got his face, but not the name, if that counts. I mean, can you telepathically convey <laughs> his face to me and I'll let you know? Well, I was hoping you were going to take my word for it. He was on penalty duty. Um, oh, I feel like I'm taking too long now. Well, I'm just gonna guess. Um, it's wrong, but I'm gonna say John O'Sullivan. You're right. 
it is wrong. No, oh. <laughs> that's awful. I was like, it's surely uh, horrible not. Guy, you out to me. <laughs> horrible. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with because I just can't remember when it was. So I'm just gonna go with uh, Derek Asamoah. It is not Derek Asamoah. Derek Asamoah scored more than three goals. I don't know. <laughs> he definitely scored in the league. Yeah. Um, now, so we're on to third clue. Remember that Liam got this ages ago. Yeah, and it's really frustrating me that I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rejected an offer of a new deal when his contract expired and signed for Concord Rangers in his home county of Essex. He currently plays for Southend United. Um. Oh, is it um br- um? Don't know what his first name is. Bridge. Yeah, I think you can have Jack. Bridge. Yeah, you got to give him that. Yeah, Jack Bridge, get in. If we're talking half a point, you get. I'm a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the William well, rule, the Skelly rule. Sorry. Well yeah, done. Course, well yeah. done. Well done. You got it. You got it. You got well, it. Skelly is the only sitting member of the board. Remember, so. <laughs> no, but yeah, the board view is beyond my control. <laughs> Not something I have. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is beyond your control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, well done, Max. Uh, I believe you're going to probably get away with this one uh, and, and come away with the, the one point at the end of it. And, you know, you've rescued your form, you've turned yourself around. Uh, so it's a good way for you to end the show. Uh, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure, like it always is, to be completely honest. And uh, there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying goodbye for now. In a bit, for now. now. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.